I was so looking forward to 2020, liturgically speaking anyway, because a few important dates actually fell on a Sunday this year. St. Francis Day with the blessing of the animals on October 4th. St. Luke's Day, Sunday, October 18th. And All Saints Day today, November 1st. Not to mention four full weeks of Advent with Christmas Eve and Christmas Day falling on a Thursday and Friday so that we'd have all week beforehand to prepare. But obviously, the rug was pulled out from under us this year, liturgically and otherwise. Even so, there is something about the confluence of these three days over this weekend that feels poignant. Halloween, falling on a Saturday, and the weather beautiful. Yet, we couldn't celebrate it like we used to do because the specter of death this year was not a simple bedsheet with two holes cut into it. It is a microscopic virus that feels at once remote and hard to believe in, yet somehow ever-present each day, like a ghost haunting us with death and disease. Scary and not so fun. All Saints Day, which we are commemorating today, celebrates our faith and our identity as saints in the communion of all believers. Unlike what I was brought up to believe in the Roman Catholic Church, saints are not just superheroes with astonishing powers to heal and convert. They are us. In all our fallibility and promise, in our loving and caring for one another, in our hope for eternal life. The first reading from Revelation describes a crowd of people dressed in white, those who have come out of the great ordeal with their robes washed white in the blood of the Lamb. It's that cloud of witnesses that we've been gesturing to throughout our stewardship season, except that we virtualize them into an eye cloud of witnesses. I picture Anne Louise up there, dressed in her white robe, and now Roger Fleming's father joining her. Some of you have a loved one who died this year. Maybe you can see them in your mind's eye right now, white-robed and smiling down on you. As you know, we can't sing this year like we usually do, and one of the All Saints songs that I will miss singing with you is, I sing a song of the saints of God with its list of holy ones. One was a doctor and one was a queen and one was a shepherdess on the green. The idea being that this cloud of witnesses and believers is always surrounding us, not just on All Saints Day or during stewardship season, and not just up in the clouds, but in waiting rooms, on rolling hills, and in our hearts in the decisions we make to try harder and do better because that's what they did and what they would have us do. But always that, that, juxta, that juxtaposition each year, Halloween with its ghosts and scares, All Saints with its surrounding spirits and encouragement, all of it pointing to life outside of time 
kind of like how we've been living this year. And like this virus, mysterious, yet close at hand. And then there is All Souls Day tomorrow, the last entry in this trifecta of the eternal. Halloween is about tricks and treats and laughing at death from a safe distance. All Saints is about faithful living and eternal praise. And All Souls' concern is remembrance of and love for our dead. Close up and intimate, not to wallow, but to honor and to hope. Most every other day of the year, we pretend that death is not ever present, even this year. All Souls Day invites us to embrace that tension between not wanting to let go and moving on. As the Catechism in our Book of Common Prayer teaches us, we pray for the dead because we still hold them in our love and because we trust that in God's presence, those who have chosen to serve him will grow in his love until they see him as he is. We set aside this day, and I would argue this whole weekend, to live outside of time in laughter, in praise, and in remembrance. You know, that's what's so poignant about Day of the Dead celebrations. Families picnic in cemeteries at the graveside of their departed loved ones, eating and drinking with those whom they miss, bringing life and love to forgotten places, patches of ground, remembering them and remembering the communion of saints, the whole family of God, the living and the dead, those whom we love and those whom we hurt, bound together in Christ by sacrament, prayer, and praise. William and I went through the memorial garden here last Sunday, making sure that our list of those interred there was complete not wanting to miss anyone for our All Souls service tomorrow when we name them. We swept some dust off of some markers and we read every name aloud. Even as a blaring political parade of trucks blazed down University Avenue, bullhorning divisive slogans. But we remained undeterred, choosing the better portion, connection, and honoring, which is actually ingrained in our DNA. Last year, archaeologists uncovered an articulated Neanderthal skeleton in the foothills of northern Iraq at a site where 50 years ago, they found remains of other Neanderthals buried together with traces of ancient pollen, suggesting that these bodies were buried with flowers. As Christians, we affirm our belief that even though it seems like love and life will end, eternal love and eternal life await us when our time comes, arms open to embrace us into a new identity in Christ. The last line of today's reading from Revelation speaks of it. 
For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Picture your father, your sister, having their tears wiped away. Anne Louise Hyo died on a Thursday. I found out Friday and started letting people know. Pat Welch's daughter, Robin, when she heard, exclaimed, Oh my gosh, I dreamt about Anne Louise just last night. She was somewhere I didn't know, but she looked so happy, laughing and joyful and beautiful. A few days later, I received an email from Sarah, Anne Louise's daughter. I have to share a story with you that shows my mother's ability to make connections even after her death. Two people from Trident Cremation Society came to pick up the body. One was a young man who looked at my mother and asked us, did she used to live at the Meadows? He explained that he used to work in the dining room there and had gotten to know my mother well. When I talked to their office rep this morning, I asked his name, the young man. We were too tired to catch it, and we heard the rest of the story. The young man, Brian, had recognized mother's name when the call came into the office and had specifically asked to be on the team that came to retrieve her body because of his memories of her. These aren't ghost stories I'm telling you about Anne Louise. They are tales of life well-lived, of affections that transcend life and remain as memories of connection and regard. This young man, Brian, wanted to honor Anne Louise, someone she knew with whom she had chatted for years, remembered her kindness then, and wanted to repay it by accompanying her body on this last leg of its journey. I can't quite communicate what I'm trying to say here. Halloween, all saints, all souls. Frivolity and fright, praise and life, death and remembrance. These three days are a microcosm of this past year's emotions and of every year's, really. So it's appropriate this weekend to pause and honor the resonance of these themes in our lives, their undercurrent, their base beat, pulsing with poignance. And what is the lesson in all this? Every All Saints Day, I am reminded of my former spiritual director, and his definition of a saint. He said, a saint is a person, the quality of whose life gives other people hope. A saint is a person, the quality of whose life gives other people hope. That's the lesson for us every year on this day. How you treat others, how you live out your beliefs, Every action and expression, these things matter. So 
Be a saint. Live a life whose quality will give other people hope. Decide what that means in your life and do it. Don't shirk it. Embrace it. And one day, you too will continue to inspire people because you made life fuller for others. When we live into our sainthood while alive here on earth, we prepare ourselves to enter into it more fully when we die. The Beatitudes of Matthew's Gospel define saintly behavior beautifully. Humility, compassion, caring, mercy, a hunger for justice, purity, peacemaking, and standing up for what is godly, good, and loving in this world. But notice what the Beatitudes don't say. They don't say, blessed are the arrogant, blessed are the timid, too scared to rock the boat. Blessed are those who seek power or acclaim or fortune. Blessed are those who only look after their own needs and those of their loved ones, caring not for the least among us. Blessed are they who turn away from others suffering when it makes them uncomfortable or impinges on their own life of ease. Blessed are the self-absorbed, the grudge bearers, and the bigots. No, these are the be-not attitudes. And if the Beatitudes make you kind of glaze over because you've heard them so many times before, or because you don't really see them applying to you, you aren't persecuted, you aren't poor in spirit, and you're certainly not meek, <laughs> then consider their opposites, like I just said, and how applicable they might be in your life at times. Then, Refocus on your sainthood as needed. So, All Saints Day falls on a Sunday this year. And a curious blessing of 2020 is that we here have grown bolder with each other online. I see it especially in the comments section of these Sunday services where you compensate for the lack of physical interaction by extending your heart that much more in this virtual setting with a vulnerability and a love you might not show in person. You type out prayers, offer love and comfort, bid each other good morning and peace, and generally cheer each other on. And your welcome of newcomers is, frankly, about 100% improved. <laughs> the way you welcomed Anne Louise's daughter Priscilla last week was beautiful. And we are regular visitors from Long Beach, Arizona, and Oregon have found a place of worship and embrace in our time together here. We truly are an eye cloud of witnesses. Ghosts in the machine, laughing and praising God and remembering together, maintaining this communion of saints. May what is good in the virtual remain when the real arrives 
and we see God face to face.